You may think of evolution as an upward process. Things evolved from primeval slime up to single cell organisms, up to intelligent life. The evolution, of course, works the opposite way. Back to simpler forms. What single cell organism did you evolve from? Tyrannosaurus rex, the lizard king. Thank you very much. Two plumbers from Brooklyn have to prevent our world from merging with a parallel dimension. Listen as we chat about missing meteorite pieces, Toad's singing career, and James's next research paper. Then we find out if Super Mario Brothers, the movie, not the game, stands the test of time. It's the test of time, James and Alan have their say. Do the movies you love still hold up today? James says gladiator with a glut. Says as a father, blah blah. It's the test of time. James and Alan have to say the movies you love still hold up today. Test of time. James and Alan have to say the movies you love still hold up today. It's a me, uh, Alan Noah. Get it? Get it? Because we're talking about Mario. You get it. I get it. I get it. And it's me, Luigi, James Brief. And, you know, being a younger brother, I always was Luigi because my older brother, Andy, he would be Mario and I would play as Luigi and I would always play a second player. And I was always, you know, glad to do it because it was playing Nintendo with him. But uh, I've noticed that with younger brothers of our age, that a lot of them tended to like Luigi because they played Luigi a lot. It's a weird phenomenon. Interesting. And you like Mario more. Yeah, I mean, I'm the older brother. I have a younger sister who, honestly, she played Nintendo with me a little. It was not her thing. She would join for some games occasionally, but, you know, she wasn't really that into it. I was so disappointed. I love her, but when Amanda did not become a gamer, I was like, oh, when she was a baby, I remember trying to give her the uh, NES, and when she played Super Mario Brothers, she would move the controller when she hit the jump button, sort of like a Wii. Like, if she was using a Wii, it would have worked. Right. Uh, You know, it wasn't her thing either, so... I mostly played with my brother until he aged out of it. And then uh, I, you know, we didn't age out of it, you and I. Right. I guess not. No. But um, uh, we're talking about Super Mario Brothers today, the notorious 1993 film. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's almost kind of unfair to say notorious because it was this big deal that it was kind of a flop in 1993. But really, it was the first of many many video game to movie adaptations that were not exactly getting the acclaim that, say, The Last of Us is getting. Yeah, and literally, I think The Last of Us is the first adaptation of a video game, either, you know, movie or TV, that's, like, good. Like, I was looking through a list of video games that have been turned into movies, and all of the ones that I've seen have been pure garbage and i know that people like the uh the sonic the hedgehog movies i just haven't seen those i think the kids saw them on a day when they were with my mom or something and i've heard that those are good but literally every single movie out there that i've seen based on a video game has sucked and i think i basically stopped going and even just giving them a chance after wing commander 
You remember that movie? Oh, God. Yeah, that was awful. Right. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun with some of these movies, but they are not great cinema. Uh, you know, things like Mortal Kombat, I said, uh, stands the test of time, along with our friend Dom. You mispronounced it. It is... Right, exactly. Um, I have kind of a guilty pleasure. I, I haven't seen these in years, but I watched every single Resident Evil film. They're totally forgettable. Like I, I can watch them almost in any order. It doesn't really matter. Although, you know, they kind of build a couple characters here and there. But um, I, I found them fun. I didn't see either uh, Tomb Raider film. Had you seen either of them? Nope, I didn't. Um, I did see the Mortal Kombat remake. Again, I thought it was fun, stupid fun. But it was one of these like pandemic HBO films. So right. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. You know what? I, I have to correct what I said earlier. There was one movie based on a video game that came out after Wing Commander that I did see. And I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I will. This is a safe space, maybe. Uh, Street Fighter colon The Legend of Chun-Li. And there's one reason and one reason alone that I watched that movie. Can I guess? You can. It came out at the time that you had a huge crush on the Smallville actress. Uh, what was her name? Kirsten, I might be mispronouncing her name, Kruick? I thought just Kristen Crook. But yes, I had a huge crush on her. My crush on her never really went away, except it kind of did with that whole uh, Nexium thing. She was not uh, Allison Mack involved in it, but she was like kind of tangentially involved. And then I feel a little icky having a crush on her. But yes, I watched the movie because I like her. And even as a fan of her, that movie was god awful. The original Street Fighter, while an awful film, has the late Raul Julia. And have you ever seen that film? I did. I saw that in the theater. I'm pretty sure I saw that with my dad. And I think he said, it's a real shame that that is the last movie Raul Julia was ever in. Because he died, I think, shortly after they made it. And it's a pretty terrible movie. Oh, apparently he was, like, uh, taking oxygen between sets. And I think basically the guy saw it as, like, a life insurance policy for his family. It's like, look, I, I think I got uh, eight to ten months to live. I can do this. They're going to pay me uh, 600000 a million bucks. Who knows? You know, they're going to pay me this much money. And, like, I can give it all to my kids and everything. Um, it's a Van Damme movie, so it can't be that terrible because it's got some kickboxing in it. No, no, it is that terrible. Yeah, it is that terrible. Yeah. And, you know, that said, however, I am still planning to go see the new Super Mario Brothers. Uh, or, no, it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. We were just talking about it last week with our friend Eddie. Uh, he and his kids are excited. Me and my kids are excited. Even Eli, who is 13 years old and, you know, can be a little bit jaded about something that is a cartoon and therefore for kids he's like no i'll go see super mario brothers with you guys i'm like oh okay cool i don't have to like twist your arm um i am looking forward to it the trailers look cool it looks entertaining i've got my fingers crossed and you know video game to movie adaptations are historically terrible but in a world where the last of us just delivered i think it was nine amazing episodes of television I'm willing to to believe that this one will also be good. Maybe we can get two really good video game adaptations in 2023. Maybe. 
This is going to be made by Illumination. They're the team behind Despicable Me. They know how to make a film. And, you know, I have faith. I think they're going to do something nice. Well, let's recap the 1993 movie for anyone who hasn't seen it or anyone who saw it once and then never wanted to watch it again. It is about two plumbers from Brooklyn, Mario and Luigi. Luigi meets a college student named Daisy, and she's kidnapped and brought to a parallel dimension. The Mario brothers try to rescue her and then discover that the leader of this other dimension, King Koopa, plans to use Daisy to merge our world with his. With some help from a dinosaur named Yoshi and a musician named Toad, Mario and Luigi must save Daisy and defeat King Koopa. So this movie came out 30 years ago. I saw it in the theater. I'm pretty sure with uh, my sister and my dad. How did it do? Did a lot of other families see it at the theater? Oh, this uh, this was a notorious flop. And like, there's so many articles. I've read so many things about this film. It seems to be like such a disaster. I think someday someone's going to make a film about the disaster of making this film. And it could be fantastic. But uh, the film had a $50 million budget, which was huge for 1993, especially for production companies that had no business doing this. And it opened on May 28, 1993. It opened at number four with $8 million. It was out of the theaters three weeks later, 20 million bucks. That's what it made. Wow. This was a disaster. Nintendo, uh, they apparently had... Uh, early production for a Metroid film and there were going to be other films, but they just shut down completely. They said, this is a disaster. We're never doing this again. Yeah, they really shut everything down in terms of licensing. Do you remember that story from, I was going to say a couple years ago, I think it was back in 2015, so more than a couple, but when there was word that Netflix was doing a live action Legend of Zelda series, the idea was it was going to be like um, Game of Thrones, like style fantasy, but, you know, family friendly. And it was the internet. So, you know, there's no total consensus, but the general consensus online was, yeah, that sounds amazing. That's a great idea. Everyone was into it. The rumor goes that just by virtue of the fact that it was leaked, Nintendo shut it down. First off, they don't like to license things and they don't like to partner with other companies. So they were already hesitant just in general, probably because of this movie. But then, you know, they wanted it to be a secret. Word got out. And even though the buzz was good, they just shut it down instantly, which is a real shame because that could have been awesome. You know, if there's one thing about Nintendo, they learn from their mistakes. They, you know, perhaps learned like what went right, what went wrong. What have other people done right and wrong? And, you know, Nintendo has been licensing out a lot of other stuff uh, in the past years to great success. Um, one of the biggest blockbuster video games in the last decade was Pokemon Go. And they didn't even make that game. They licensed it out to Niantic. And uh, those uh, mobile games that they made, like Super Mario Brothers and uh, what was the other one? Did they make a Mario Kart one? Yeah, yeah. Those weren't uh, made by Nintendo in-house, I don't believe. I thought they had another production company on them. Yeah, and they do work with other companies with their games. But in terms of 
movies, TV shows, they have kept everything very, very close to the vest. And also, you know, they made this deal with Universal for the movie. That's also part of their deal with Universal to bring Nintendo to their parks. It already opened at the Universal in Tokyo and L.A. Uh, It's not open at the one in Orlando yet, but it will be. So there's a kind of a, a bigger partnership there. But they also have a lot of control. Like, I think Miyamoto is listed as a producer on the new movie, whereas with the 93 movie, Nintendo kind of felt like they could have control with a smaller production company, but they really didn't do much. They kind of let these guys do whatever the hell they wanted, and it shows. Um, yeah, um, I, I was just gonna say, I had never seen this film. Oh, because, really? Yeah, really. Um, I was 13 years old when this came out, and... You know, I had heard it was such a big flop and like, I'm not really going to see it. And I was out of the theaters in, you know, weeks. I just never wanted to see it because I heard it was so bad. And I I really liked Mario and Luigi. And, you know, I just never had any, any desire to see this film. That's interesting. Like, I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power and not being like super amped, like, oh, my God, I cannot wait But I was interested. I was like, all right, I'm going to go see this. I also really love The Wizard, which was not a movie based on a game, but a Nintendo-related movie. So I was ready to go see it. However, I do remember thinking, while reading that preview article in Nintendo Power, I thought to myself, that's weird that it's a live-action movie. Why didn't they just make it a cartoon? That just seemed like the smarter play. And I was confused by that decision. I still am confused by that decision 30 years later. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, I think they could make a live action film, just not this one. Yes, they could. I guess the better question is, should they? And like, yeah, you could come up with a good story and a reason to do it live action. Sure. But I think the obvious play is to make it an animated movie and it's not at all surprising that the new one is going to be animated and yes animation has changed leaps and bounds from what it was 30 years ago that's in a pre-pixar pre-cgi world but even still i mean they they could have made a cool looking hand-drawn animated movie in 93 i agree that they could have made a cool looking one i think that would have been a disaster um, really? The Jeffrey Katzenberg, Renaissance of Disney, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. These were the first like, good animated films in 20 years. I mean, American Tale, that, that was a kid's film in the 80s that we liked. But um, I don't think in 1993 anyone over the age of 10 would have seen uh, a cartoon. I-, I agree with you. It absolutely could have been great. But I don't think they would have made that decision. Although, in retrospect, in hindsight, it could have been a great film. It's just so weird that they went this route. Yeah, it is really, really, really strange. All right, so I'm I'm curious to get your just, like, initial reaction after having never seen the movie. When the movie started, were you, like, confused about what it was and, and what it was, like, going to do? 
All right, I, I'd never seen the film, but I knew it was, you know, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and I knew that uh, Dennis Hopper was, uh, I, I assumed he was Bowser, but, you know, he's King Koopa, which is canonical in, like, the first Mario. So yeah, that's fine that they don't call him Bowser. Actually, when I first saw it, I'm like, it really went on the dinosaur area. And I, I know Super Mario World, which came out in, in 91, that took place in dinosaur land and had... Uh, uh, a beloved character named Yoshi introduced, but I wouldn't say that dinosaurs really have anything to do, or not much to do, with Mario lore yeah. as a whole. So it's like if the first Superman film ever took place on one of these random planets that he has gone to in the comics, that would be a weird place to start, especially if it's not a good film. Right. I was definitely surprised watching the movie this week of how much dinosaur stuff was in this movie. And yeah, like Yoshi was a character that we'd been introduced to. But yeah, exactly. Like, it's just a weird thing to choose. And like with that opening narration about how the dinosaurs existed and then there was a meteor and that split the dimensions, like it doesn't make any goddamn sense even for like a sci-fi movie where you have to kind of suspend belief and things are you know a little out there a meteorite crashes into earth and then most of the dinosaurs on earth die but some dinosaurs make it into this other dimension and there they evolve into creatures that are i guess dinosaur related Except they look exactly like humans, even though, like, King Koopa is like, Ugh, you filthy mammal. We don't have mammals here. But they look exactly like us. I thought they could have done the most minimal, like, scales on their neck or something. Like, they've evolved, too. They're humanoid dinosaurs. You don't have to give them, you know, incredible stuff, but a little bit on their hands, you know, when you have to show their paws. Because, you know, there's something we do have to talk about. Uh, th this is not the first adaptation of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, what am I talking about? The Super Mario Super Show? Right, uh, the Super Mario Super Show. It was this cartoon that aired uh, Monday through Friday. It had a live-action sequence with uh, Captain Lou Albano, and he dressed as Mario, and he, had a, he kind of introduced the story. Uh, and on Fridays, they had uh, Legend of Zelda, so that was always fun when they had Legend of Zelda stories. But the, the premise of the story was very simple. It was like these human guys somehow go down a pipe in Brooklyn, and they end up in this magic kind of weird kingdom. Kind of like a wonderland. It's weird. And so that, you know, weird things can happen there. It made sense. And, you, you know, you can do an Alice in Wonderland thing. You can do a fish out of water thing. You know, Mario and Luigi are, are humans and they, they're total fish out of water. And then, you know, towards the end of the film, they, they really figure it out. And they get their, their mushroom and Mario power and fire power. But holy shit. I, I mean, the way I feel about this is the way Stephen King must have felt after The Lawnmower Man. It's like, dude, you took the name of, of this uh, IP and, you know, maybe use the names of things that are equal, but holy shit, there's nothing to do with this. And like, this is not our video game. Exactly. Like, you could have decided to go in an interesting direction. You could have decided to do something out there that doesn't really follow the game. And you could also make the argument that 
1993, the Mario games didn't have a ton of story. Super Mario Odyssey has a story. Is it a a story that could be adapted into 100 minutes of, you know, movie? Maybe not, but you could pad it out. You could use that as a jumping off point. The original Super Mario Brothers, there's no story. Super Mario Brothers 2, not really. Super Mario Brothers 3, a little bit. King Koopa is like, he kidnaps all of the kings and there's eight different worlds. He doesn't kidnap the princess right away. Super Mario World, yeah, it's him kidnapping the princess, but then there's all of the Koopalings and the dinosaurs. There's material to borrow from to take something and make something that is resembling the game. But they don't do any of that. What is it called in Super Mario World? Is it Dino Island? Dinosaur Land? Something like I that? I think it's Dinosaur Land. Okay. And, and you know, Al, I know we are going uh, with here, the name of this, uh, this city or planet, Dino Hatton, as in Manhattan, but it's dinosaurs. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's such a horrible pun. Do they say the word Dino Hatton in the movie? I didn't catch it. I saw it like on Wikipedia and stuff, but I didn't hear them say it in the movie. It's possible that they did and I just missed it. I think they did. Okay. I did hear Koopa at one point say something like, oh, you might have your mushroom kingdom while he's talking to the king who is a mushroom who is everywhere in the city. But like, yeah, it's called the mushroom kingdom. And all right, fine. You didn't want to use that term. You want to call it Dino Hatton for some reason, I guess. But also, why is it exactly like Earth? I mean, I get it. It's a parallel dimension, but it was supposedly split 65 million years ago. Not only is it weird that the main inhabitants of that world are dinosaurs that look exactly like humans. Also, they have police cars. And not just like, oh, well, they have some kind of law enforcement. No, no, it's called police. It says police in giant letters on their cop cars. That's weird. Why would they have also called their law enforcement police? There's fire extinguishers. There's garbage trucks. There's taxis. It's exactly like Manhattan. And apparently there was a deleted scene that kind of explained that where in the beginning of the movie, like King Koopa is tracking down Daisy's mom and he looks around Manhattan. And so then he uses that to build his dino version so it's kind of like manhattan but like a twisted version of it that makes sense but because that scene wasn't in there the whole time i was watching this movie i'm like this is a parallel dimension that's earth it's the same exact thing and that doesn't make any goddamn sense I mean, police chases are not part of Super Mario Brothers. It's just really weird. Right. It would be like putting police chases in the Legend of Zelda film. It doesn't make sense. It's very, very weird. It's as if they didn't uh, look at the source material at all. And you know, Al, you made a good point before. Uh, These old video games, they don't have a complicated story. But to be fair... I think the story that it does have is pretty simple. Kidnap princess, rescue kidnap princess. There are 10,000 scripts in Hollywood about some kind of lighthearted kidnapping caper or something like that. 
just buy it and adapt it. One of the best films in the Die Hard franchise. Well, I, I, I think it's almost as good as number one, the, the third film, Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That was uh, originally a film called Simon Says, had nothing to do with Die Hard and was famously purchased. And then, you know, they adapted it to John McClane and make references to the brother. And it works as, as a sequel. Also, there is precedent for doing that exact thing in the Super Mario franchise. Famously, Super Mario Brothers 2 that we know in America was Doki Doki Panic in Japan. They reskinned it and made it a Mario game. Obviously, a game is different from a movie, but hey, you could do something like that. And instead, they created a script that had a million different people working on it. They changed what this movie was repeatedly they brought on a ton of different screenwriters they fired people they hired them back they could not make up their mind about what they wanted this movie to be and it is tonally all over the map and the thing is a nintendo game it is family friendly and you can make a movie that's based on family-friendly source material and make it a little edgy and you can put some risque jokes in there that's okay i guess This movie, it's not just like there's sex jokes or things like that that feel weird. It's just that none of it feels really relevant at all. There was one sex joke where uh, Lena, who's like Koopa's girlfriend, partner, wife, whatever, uh, she says, Koopa, I need you. And he's like, I don't have time for that now. And she's like, no, I don't mean that. I mean, I need to talk to you. I mean, that's not particularly funny, but okay, that's a joke that can go over the kids' heads. Not a big deal. There's a character named Big Bertha who has, like, the meteorite piece, and she's wearing it, like, as a necklace, and Mario goes to bite it, and he, like, sticks his face in between her boobs. I was like, that seems a little bit weird in a movie that's ostensibly for kids. This film, it just, it looks like there's nine different writers on this film. You know, it makes no sense. I look down at my phone for a second. Oh, who texts? All right, you know, I'm in the middle of a movie. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up later. And all of a sudden, they're out of the city in like the middle of the desert. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know how they got here after rewind. And I realized, no, I didn't really miss anything. They didn't really show how they got out here. Oh, now they're suddenly back in Dino Hatton. It's odd. It's just very, very odd. There's random references that almost work. There's a part where Mario sees this mushroom. I have no idea where this film is going. I'm like, he's going to eat that mushroom and get really big or something, and it's going to look really cheesy, right? That's why people hate this film. No, they don't do it. They show Mario, like, right next to a mushroom. Fucking eat it. That's that's like (laughs) the only thing Mario does. Stomp on Koopas and like eat mushrooms. He doesn't do any of those things. He doesn't lower flagpoles. They call something a Goomba. That looks nothing like a Goomba from the game. The Goombas in the Super Mario Brothers games are one of the smaller enemies that are very easy to jump on. And in this movie, they are giant hulking creatures with tiny little heads that are supposedly de-evolved dinosaurs. It in no way, shape, or form resembles what they are in the game. And it's just weird. It's just really, really weird. Yeah, and the plot of the film is Koopa wants to go to 
Earth merge our planets together, and he has a, a ray gun that can evolve you or de-evolve you. What the fuck? I kept wondering, like, did they at least call it the Cooperizer gun or something? No, it's really weird. It's like Nintendo gave a con man 50 million bucks and then they just had to produce something. So they made some piece of shit and, uh, you know, slapped, uh, you know, the word uh, Mario on it. Well, you know... The MacGuffin in the movie is this piece of meteorite that Daisy has. And, like, they need that because in order to fuse our world with Dino Hatton, they need to put this one shard of the meteorite back in. And this is the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs and created the the two dimensions. But, like, when a meteorite crashes into a planet, especially one that causes an extinction-level event, that meteorite's going to go into... A lot of pieces, right? Like many, not just one big, huge chunk and one tiny little piece that you can wear as a necklace. So first off, there should be tons of pieces. They could explain that away with a line of like, we've been searching for all of the pieces for years and we finally got them all together, except one, which I mean, how the hell would you know that? And, you know, why would putting that one piece merge the universes together? None of that makes any sense. But like just the concept that, oh, there's one little fragment that we need of a meteor that crashed into the planet. Like, no, there's many fragments everywhere. Yeah, honestly, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Just have this baby, uh, like, be dropped at an orphanage with a key tied around her neck, and that opens a magic MacGuffin box. That's what Koopa needs to win his plan. Why the fuck are these screenwriters so fixated on putting Mario and Koopa as the like parallel split universe of dinosaurs. It's just so odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk about the things that are from the game that are in this movie. There's a lot of things that are just like signs in Dino Hatton. There's one that says Thwomp and one that says Wiggler and Bullet Bills and the Boom Boom Bar. Like, okay, fine. Those are just like name drops. Um, Mario and King Koopa do ultimately have their final showdown on a bridge, which I was like, okay, that is kind of a reference to the first game where they have their big battle on a bridge. It's not at all like the game. And, you know, famously in the game, Mario has firepower. He can shoot fireballs. Koopa in the movie has a flamethrower, which is a little bit weird. Although I guess he does shoot fire, maybe. No, he shoots fire. He breathes fire in the game, so fine, close enough. Um, This movie introduced the idea of Daisy and Luigi as a couple. That was not present in any game before this movie. Daisy was introduced in Super Mario Land, and after this movie came out, they were like, oh yeah, Princess Toadstool, later Peach, That's Mario's girlfriend, and Daisy is Luigi's girlfriend. Sure. They also do introduce in this movie that Toad is a musician. Also super weird that Toad is a person who plays harmonica and then becomes de-evolved into a Goomba. But I do think it's maybe canonical that Toad can sing. Have you seen that video online of Toad singing Chandelier? No, I haven't, but that sounds awesome. I want to play it for you. I want to play it for you right now. I got to get your reaction to this. Ah, 
Okay, so that was not Sia singing Chandelier. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad that you laughed because there's really only two possible reactions to that. One is you are like, what the hell? That is the weirdest thing. Or you think it's hilarious. I don't know why, but I find it to be the funniest goddamn thing. There's other songs that Toad sings in the same way. I recommend Bohemian Rhapsody if you're ever bored. It's really, really goddamn funny. So, yeah, and not really canonical that Toad can sing. You know, um, there's a couple things that I enjoyed in this film. Okay. One part I thought was very clever. Uh, it was funny when they're being booked in a jail and they're asking what their name is. And he says, Mario, what's your last name? Mario. And you find out Luigi's last name is Mario. And like, that's the stupidest thing ever. But that's why they get to be called the Mario Brothers. Because that otherwise makes no sense. Like me and my brother would be the Brief Brothers. We wouldn't be the James Brothers or the Andy Brothers. We'd be the Briefs. So their last name has to be Mario. Mario, while a rare uh, last name, it is a last name in Italy. And while it would be unlikely, uh, there could be a Mario Mario or a Luigi Mario. See, I found that joke to be eye-roll-worthy stupid. Like, yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense that they would call themselves the Super Mario Brothers when Mario is the first name of one of the brothers. But being Mario Mario and Luigi Mario is in fact stupider. I mean, it's stupid. I I don't think that's canonical, but I thought for this film, it was funny. And uh, Bob Hoskins is funny. John Leguizamo are funny. Like, they were able to deliver that line to me. I thought that was good. Um, I'm also going to give credit to the special effects, not the makeup. The Goombas look stupid, but I have to say that the special effects were not bad uh, where they needed to be uh, special effects. Uh, things like this rock that they are meteor they had to jump through to go uh, to the dinosaur world. You know, for 93, as they de-evolved into these Goombas, I thought that looked fine. You know, that was the age when uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White came out. Yeah, that's what it looked like. So I thought that was fine for the time. Um, Some stuff was silly, like when they wrote a mattress down uh, an ice pipe. I also couldn't understand why were there like 10 women here. They say that earlier in the movie, that women are being kidnapped from Brooklyn. No, I'm sorry. I do understand why in the movie. I'm just wondering, like, why the fuck are, are they like, you know... 11 women being kidnapped. That's not Mario. Like, oh, okay. you know, it's really weird. And and they didn't even make it Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach. Like, they went with their made-up name. It's just so odd. They have, like, oh, you're right, not much of a backstory, but they have a backstory. But all that being said, I, I did want to give credit. I thought special effects were fine. Yeah, and apparently the guys from Jurassic Park at some point, like, came to set, and they were impressed with the Yoshi animatronic. I mean, it is worth pointing out that this movie came out the same year as Jurassic Park, and it's not really close in terms of the special effects. But, you know, for an animatronic dinosaur in a pre-Jurassic Park world, Yoshi looks fine, I think. You know, it's not bad. It's just a bummer that it just so happened to be released you know, a few months, I guess, before Jurassic Park came out, which completely changed the game in terms of special effects and movies and dinosaurs and all of it. So by comparison, it looks kind of silly. 
Um, I thought Yoshi was fine. Um, I hope the people that were behind Yoshi got good work from that film. You know, it wasn't Jurassic Park, you're right, but I thought it, you know, it even kind of stood out. Like, that's what a zany uh, Super Mario Wonderland dinosaur would look like. Um, but also, he doesn't do anything that Yoshi does. No, he <laughs> you know? does try to eat Lena. <laughs> Yes, I thought that, but like they could have at least had him like stick his tongue out or something. Like Yoshi doesn't like bite you. Yoshi sticks his tongue out like a like a frog and swallows you whole. That's his whole thing. But uh, let me ask you, James. I think I know the answer. Do you think that Super Mario Brothers stands the test of time? You know, I've really kind of shit on the film. But, you know, one of the weird things that I read about, perhaps you read about it too, that one of the original screenwriters, one of the nine screenwriters that they took maybe a a line or two from, but one of the people attached at one point was the screenwriter of Rain Man. Yeah. And that this was going to be kind of like a, a road trip film for Mario and Luigi. It was said to be like dramatic and boring and they nicknamed it Drain Man. All of these ideas, did any of these people play the game or did they have any idea what they were doing? I I, I just don't understand it. You know, I have to give Nintendo credit. They're going to have flops, but it takes a flop to, you know, make something better. The Wii U, you and I have uh, both owned it and we love it. It's a fantastic system. But commercially and for a number of reasons, it, it was a failure, but they learned from it and made better. I commend them for making a, you know, for taking a chance, a a, a movie based on a video game. I mean, no one had ever done it before. It it just didn't work. It's, it's pretty awful. Uh, There's almost nothing good in it. And it's not even one of these films that I think if I was like seven years old, I would like absolutely love. The only way I would love it is if this was made in like the 80s and this was one of like the three VHS films uh, that, that were at my house and I just watched it over and over. It's just such a mess of a film and I will probably never see it again. I really hope the other Mario film is good. More for the redemption of Nintendo. I don't really need there to be a great Nintendo film. I just like the games. You know, I'd like video games to go on a roll. Uh, The Last of Us is getting a lot of uh, acclaim. I'd like the Mario film uh, to make a lot of money. I think you picked it to be the number three film of the year, and I'm really rooting for it to be true. But that being said, 1993 Super Mario Brothers does not stand the test of time. Um, Al, what do you think of this? Uh, just doesn't stand the test of time. No, of course not. This movie is pure, pure garbage. And one thing that was really surprising to me in doing just research about this movie is that it is considered by some to be a cult classic. There are people out there who really love this movie. There was like a, a crusade to find like this footage of these deleted scenes and put them back in and restore them as best as they could. There are people out there who love it and opinions are subjective. And I understand that. And there are plenty of movies that I don't like that other people do like. And even though I might hate them and I might think they're garbage, I can usually say, okay, I get it. I can understand why somebody would like this movie, even though it's not for me. I'm genuinely shocked that there are people out there who like this movie. Why? There's nothing to like about it. It is 
awful. It's an awful adaptation of a great video game series. Even if you strip all of the Super Mario stuff out, it's just a nonsense movie that would suck if it was just a weird sci-fi thing. It sucks on every goddamn level, and that's a shame, you know? Like, there are some things that could maybe have worked. I thought it was a little bit interesting when, I think it's Iggy or Spike, but they refer to King Koopa as a fascist. And like at one point someone says, hail Koopa. And they do kind of like the hail Hitler thing. I was like, well, that's a huge turn from the game. But I mean, maybe that's interesting. If King Koopa is a fascist leader, maybe there's something there. But I mean, the movie doesn't do anything interesting with that. Iggy, by the way, Fisher Stevens, who we saw not that long ago in Hackers. But uh, the movie is terrible. It is pure, pure garbage. Uh, And, you know, its biggest crime, it's not that it's live action when it should have been animated. It's not even that it doesn't resemble the video game. The biggest crime of this movie is that it's boring. It's just boring. After watching this movie, I don't want to pick up a Mario game and play. I don't want to be Mario. I don't want to pretend to be Mario. I mean, Bob Hoskins is fine, but he's just kind of like a fat old dude who doesn't do anything. Luigi does way more in the movie than Mario does. It doesn't make me want to go to Dino Hatton or Mushroom Kingdom or visit this world. It doesn't make me want to watch more adventures of these characters. It makes me want to turn it off and forget about it. That's a great point. Um, uh, You know, those uh, Zelda cartoons, that kind of made me want to play the adventures. And this movie absolutely does not make you want to buy the Super Mario IP. And, uh, you know, that's the whole point of this for Nintendo. Right. And, you know, there's an argument to be made about color palettes. And, you know, fine, they wanted to go gritty and dark in this movie. I think that is a colossal mistake the mario games are bright all of them even the first one even when they didn't have a ton of colors on the 8-bit nintendo and you know all of the bricks were that ugly shade of brown that sky was bright blue it's a bright world and they just made it so dark and terrible and depressing i don't want to go there also by the way earlier you said did any of these people ever play the game bob hoskins has talked about the fact that he had no idea it was a video game. And like later one of his kids said it and he was like, Oh, it's a video game. I played Hamlet or Macbeth or something like that. Like he's a classically trained actor, British, by the way, it's one of those things where, you know, the guy who sounds like a real New Yorker, he's in fact, very, very British. Um, It doesn't work as a Mario movie. It doesn't work as a movie, period. No, it does not stand the test of time. Uh, And yeah, I think the uh, only people that really do love this film are the people I described that were probably seven, eight, or nine when this film came out. And it just kind of was was a thing to watch on TV. And they kind of watched it over and over. Their grandma gave it to them on VHS for the holidays. And that was the film that they watched on rainy days or when the cable was out, you know? it's not even so bad it's good did you happen to keep the movie on long enough to see the post credit scene no no i i actually i kind of left it on but i didn't notice it i guess i didn't leave it on through the entire ending oh okay well 
It's not a funny gag. Not that you had your hopes up, but it's these two Japanese guys who are saying, listen, we want to make a video game based on your adventures. That would be really cool. What do you think, guys? We should do it, right? And then the camera pans over to who they're talking to. You thought it was Mario and Luigi? Nope, it's Iggy and Spike. Da-da-da-da-da-da joke. I seriously was about to tell you, that's kind of funny. Like, if like we want to make a video game about you. And it just, like, they smile. And, you know, Mario says, forget about it. Closes the door. It would never work. You know, something like that. That's an obvious funny joke. That That's it. What the fuck? Why would you do it the other two? Oh, my God. That, that's, oh, that, that makes me madder. Because that's actually a funny joke. They just don't nail the landing. There was one kind of like meta reference when they're in the taxi and Mario was like, I don't know how to work this thing. And Luigi figures it out really quickly. And he says, well, you know, it's because I sit on my butt playing video games all day. That's why I'm good at stuff. It doesn't make any sense, but like, you know, wink to the audience, video game, get it, get it. On not just a wink, I'm going to make this plug. I was part of a study in, uh, I helped write this study. It was in 2006 or 2007 about uh, laparoscopic surgery uh, and video game players, which did show that people that played video games uh, were faster and had fewer errors and more accurate with their, uh, with their laparoscopic suturing techniques, advanced laparoscopic surgical techniques. But... That does not necessarily make you drive better in a dinosaur land. There is no evidence for that. Maybe that could be your next paper. Oh, I will consider it, Al. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Flashdance. That's a movie I've never seen and I've wanted to do on the podcast for a while. And I saw that it's the 40th anniversary. So, James... Let's watch Flashdance. I've never seen it either, so let's watch it. Uh, it's Jennifer Beals, right? Yes, that is correct. Not Jessica Beale, different person whose name sounds a little similar. This is not Justin Timberlake's wife. No, Jessica Beale loves Justin Timberlake. You know what she hates? Vaccines. <laughs> well, that's a tangent. Maybe we'll go into next week. Maybe not, since Jessica Beale has nothing to do with next week's film. Uh, I'm sure there's other podcasts that will talk about that topic. Don't listen to them. Only listen to us. <laughs> Just, you know, for what it's worth. She loves Justin Timberlake, hates vaccines. But yeah, not really relevant. But I'm looking forward to talking about that movie. In the meantime, we want to hear from you guys. We are at Test of Time Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Write to us. Let us know what you think about Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the video game, the new movie. If you like Mario or Luigi better, if you like Daisy or Peach or Toadstool, whatever. We love hearing from you guys, and we will see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.